This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Music, poetry, being outdoors, and yes, even food. What is it about these things that stir certain emotions, memories, and introspection within us? How is it that a piece of music or a poem can take us back to a particular childhood memory, perhaps a hurtful breakup, a difficult period in our lives, or may even inspire us, perhaps stirs the divine within our own being? Just recently on one of my trips to visit my daughter out in California where she goes to school, and much to my chagrin, I noticed that when she sat down to study, she put on some classical music. Y'all, my 21-year-old was listening to Chopin's uh, Piano Concerto while she was studying. Anyway, I commented to her about how beautiful the music was, and I remembered at the time how my own, my own mother used to play this music throughout the house at different times of the day growing up, particularly at dinner time. And Victoria said to me, I love playing classical music while doing homework and studying because it calms me, it eases my anxiety, and it helps me focus. If you know anything about my daughter, you know she's dyslexic, so it's hard for her to focus sometimes, so to have that helps her. And so sometimes when I'm studying scripture and writing a sermon, a piece of music or poem comes to mind. So I end up referring to some of these when I preach. And so this happened to me again this week. As I was writing, I couldn't help but think of God's love for us, God's abundant, overflowing love. And one of my all-time favorite poems came to mind. Perhaps you've heard it. It is a classic. How Do I Love Thee by Elizabeth Barrett Browning. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach when feeling out of sight for the ends of being and ideal grace. So we all began this Lenten journey just about a week and a half ago, a journey of love as I like to call it, a journey that will lead us to the hardwood of the cross, a journey that invites us to do what music and poetry and the natural world invokes us to do, to go deep, deep within ourselves and to reflect, to learn, to grow, to change, to be better versions of ourselves and what we were created to be. And so today's readings, they all echo this theme of love and Lent is about love. God's unexpected, amazing, audacious love. How much does God love us? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. A love so great that he came to love and to save the world, 
not to condemn it. I love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need, by sun and candlelight. I love thee freely as men strive for right. I love thee purely as they turn from praise. I don't know about you, but I've often wondered why Nicodemus sought Jesus at night. Now, scholars say that the night in John's gospel, and it is true, the night indicates Nicodemus's blindness and therefore his unbelief. It's all tied together. However, I like to see and appreciate Nicodemus as the seeker, the one who chose to see that there was something extraordinary about Jesus. And yes, even though it was under the cover of night, he sought Jesus. He sought him out because he had a genuine desire to understand and know more about this Jesus. Are we not all a little bit like Nicodemus? Seeking and asking, searching, desiring to belong, to be part of something bigger than ourselves, to be connected to each other, to the cosmos, and to be loved. In the cover of night, Nicodemus, as are we, was drawn to this light, this God, this, this light, Christ, where we can and he can seek to understand him more fully. Perhaps deep understanding can happen when we use this season of Lent to actually slow down. As Kathleen Norris in her book Amazing Grace, a vocabulary of faith says, the best thing we can do is relax, take a deep breath, stop thinking about what we need or want, instead begin to silently ponder the ways in which God may already have been seeking us all along in the faulty, scary stuff of our ordinary lives. The reality is, is that our faith tradition is a way of life in which our thoughts, our deeds, and experiences can be transformed when we open ourselves to the mystery and the abundance of God's amazing love for us. The gospel for today reminds us of that abundant and boundless love for the world's entirety. We have the promise that Christ, the Son, came to save and not to condemn. For God so loved the world. How does God love thee? I love thee with the passion put to use in my old griefs and my childhood's faith. Psalm 121, we heard that today, one of my personal favorites, and it reminds us of the journey that we are all on, that we are not alone, for God keeps us, it says. The word actually in Hebrew is shamar, and shamar means to keep, and it's used eight times in this short psalm that we have, different versions of the word, but it's there. For we are God's beloved, God keeps us, and God loves us. Psalm 121 celebrates how closely we are knit to our God and to all of creation. We're reminded that we are all pilgrims on this way and that we are never alone. God is our helper, our preserver, 
our keeper, our guardian, day and night. The Lord's protection is all-encompassing. I love thee with a love I seem to lose with my lost saints. I love thee with the breath, smiles, tears of all my life. And if God choose, I shall but love thee better after death. You see, from the moment the Gospel of John begins, we are being led to the cross and to what that means. You see, God chose flesh. God chose pain. God chose love. This love is boundless and extraordinary. It's overflowing and has no limits. It's first seen at the first sign, miracle, at the wedding of Cana, when Jesus takes that cheap, ordinary wine meant for those uh, who are later on in the wedding, who've had a little bit too much to drink and can't tell what they're drinking, he turns that cheap wine into something extravagant, something that's overflowing from the drugs, a symbol of God's love and God's grace and mercy. It is a type of love that is willing to humble itself and kneel before each and every one of us and wash our feet. An intimate and humbling act just before love chooses the cross. You see, Lent is exactly that. A reminder of all the ways God loves all of us. A time for introspection and intentionally looking at ourselves to seek our God of wonder, love, and mercy. A time to seek the divine within us and around us. A time to remember that we were created in love and for love because we were created in God's holy image. A reminder to allow God to love us, to be loved in all those countless ways, and then to love in return. Today, this second Sunday in Lent, we find this bold statement that God loves us all and that God loves the whole world. And in that assertion, in that bold statement, we also find a calling to extend that love to everyone we encounter. This is how we can effectively and bravely be witnesses to our faith by inviting others to be part of God's loving embrace. So how does God love thee? Let us count the ways. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.